0: Uh, And the title of this podcast is 12.5 Ways to Get Paid More. Uh, 13 is unlucky for some, so we'll call it 12.5. So I have here um, some tips for you to get paid far more. Before I do that, I also shared in a couple of my Facebook groups in advance of going live here um, that I'll be telling you a bit more about the Facebook Stars feature and program that I'm launching. I'm actually launching that tonight at 8 p.m. Of course, if you're listening to the podcast, um, it will be a recording um, and it will be on my Facebook page, which is um, forward slash Rob Moore Progressive. Um, So we've been talking about this Facebook Stars feature um, for what, three or four days now, other than Christmas Day, of course. Uh, And um, basically it's a new feature which enables you to connect more closely with both your community community. And the influencers, the content providers, the creators, the creatives that you most want to follow. Um, It's uh, in beta mode, and I'm one of only 20 people in the world who've been given the beta testing functionality. It's also the start of Facebook's new currency, uh, and it's definitely going to evolve where I can imagine that you're buying, selling and exchanging in real time on Facebook, uh, using stars as a form of currency, which I think is really exciting. Uh, now, let's be honest. None of us, not even Facebook, probably know exactly where this is going to go. That's why they have me and 19 other people as their uh, beta testers. OK, so some of these are going to sound obvious, but you're not doing them. Uh, and let's see if you can do some of these uh, and get get paid more. So the first thing is to charge more. Too many people not charging enough. They have guilt. They have fear. They have a uh, 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 concern that they're not that experienced or that others might ju- judge them or may feel that they're ripping them off or they shouldn't be charging or critics, um, criticise people for charging in your niche or your industry. Um, sounds so obvious, but are, you, are your prices high enough and fair enough? Um, if your prices aren't high enough, you will have uh, frustration towards people who consume your time for not enough money. Um, but you're the one that's not charging. And I used to I used to get really frustrated with the world when I didn't charge enough of my art that they weren't paying enough. But no one's going to um, offer to pay you more than you charge. Um, why would they? So are your prices high enough? And I think you should be incrementally increasing your prices. The second way to charge more or to get paid more is to charge in the first place. So a lot of people aren't charging. They're giving a lot of time or money or experience for free, giving away knowledge that's taken them years to build for free. And now I've been doing that every day for five years, probably more. And I don't mind doing that, but I charge in other areas. So I think the key is, yes, give value. Yes, give some time and some information for free, but then have a line. I, I will give anyone a 15 minute call for free. I will do at least an hour or two's worth of content and my time a day for free. Happy to do that. It's the, it's the responsibility to give back because I've been fortunate in my life. But then the line is there. If you want property advice, accountancy advice, you know, if you want professional advice, if you want the, sort of the 15 years of my experience in growing a business, etc., and I've given you what I believe to be some good uh, free advice, then it's time to join my mentorship or my mastermind or buy my books or, um, you know, hit me up with some stars or, you know, have a little bit more uh, of a, a proper, committed, accountable program where I can help you. And, and I feel no guilt about that, by the way. Now, if I never gave any information or help or support or calls for free, And I said, oh, you want to look at me? You've got to pay. Then, you know, that would be overly, um, probably selfish. But then if I just give so much away, that's overly selfless and, and, and overly selfish or overly selfless doesn't create fair exchange and doesn't create that proper marketplace. Um, Alan just said, am I on double time working on Boxing Day? I should be, Alan. I'm not, but you can hit me up with some stars if you think that this content is useful. Um, but this is part of my, um, you know, I commit about two hours a day, often more um, to you know, just give my time for free in the form of calls, um, podcasts, free content, post articles on social media, YouTube videos, Facebook lives, etc. Uh, and I know with someone who does what I do in the amount of time that I have in my day and the amount of commitments I have, I know that that's a very decent amount of time. And so I feel good about that. Um, Now, if I had gave five hours away, I might start to feel a bit resentful. If I gave no hours away, I might start to feel a bit guilty. So actually, your emotions are the feedback if you're giving away too much or not enough. Okay, the third thing you can do to um, get paid more is to increase the value proposition. Some people are, oh, well, I don't want to charge more. I'm not ready. I haven't got enough experience or, you know, whatever. That's fine. But I'll tell you a way to force yourself to charge more is to create a great offer to repackage your offer and make it sexier. And to give more, to create a fair exchange environment, to serve more, to solve more, to get feedback from the communities and find out what they want and give it to them. Uh, And I think that this can therefore help you create more value and therefore with more value comes higher fair fees. So um, increase the value proposition, add more value to your offer, um, add more things that you give away, do more for your fees and then you can increase the fees. Increase the value and then the fees should take care of themselves. But then, of course, you've got to up that, too. Uh, so, OK, so point four then um, is to scale up, to reach more people, to increase your marketing, to increase your lead volume, to have multiple streams of lead, to leads, to increase your reach, to increase your exposure. Uh, and when all is said and done, more is said than done. And a lot of people are just spending loads of time um, in the peripheral areas of business. Oh, I'm just making my product look good. Uh, oh, you know, I'm just getting all my ducks in a row. Uh, and actually, they're not marketing. They're not marketing. They're not marketing. Scale up, reach more people. Um, what are the common traits of the billionaires? Well, one of them is that they serve vast numbers of people, maybe globally. Uh, and they maybe have millions of customers, not tens of customers. So scale up. Now, the concept of fair exchange, by the way, is the sweet spot between where you charge a decent amount of money and to get a fair profit margin, 20 percent, 30 percent, or if you're at massive scale, 3 percent like Tesco, because um, that's still billions, uh, but also where the client feels it's a good value, maybe a bargain, uh, and they maybe feel uh, grateful for paying that amount of money. So, you know, when you're, you give me stars in this live according to the gratitude that you feel for what I do for you. Um, and so you measure that with 10 stars or 100 stars or 1,000 stars. I think the biggest donor has given me 6,400 stars. Uh, there's been a couple of people at 5,000 stars. They're worth a cent each. Um, and then some people have given 10 stars. And so that is how you perceive the value that I'm giving you. That's how you measure it. And so fair exchange is that balance between um, someone wanting to give you money in exchange for your products or your services in a grateful way and you still making profit. If you undercharge, then, OK, they, they get um, gratitude and feel, wow, that's a, that's a bargain. But sometimes too cheap is too cheap. Um, but you can't sustain fair and sustainable profit margins, you start to resent how little they're paying even though you're charging for it. Um, and so in the end, it doesn't serve them because in the end, you, you end up going bust or you can't um, reinvest into innovation and creating a better product and service and therefore your product and service isn't really good. But then if you... Um, if you charge too much and you don't give the, the value and the service, there's a bitterness, anger, a desire to have the money back, a desire to complain about you, an increase in cost in customer services and um, you know, the, the neediness that the client has because you're not giving them fair value. So that's the fair exchange, sweet spot balance between fair profit margin to you and gratitude and bargain and um, you know, fair price to them. All right. So point five on ways to get paid more then is to get proof. So if you get case studies from people who are grateful and have benefited from your work, whether that's professionally or personally or as as a client paid or just someone who's got a benefit for free. If you get testimonials from people who've used your products and services, uh, you know, really uh, grateful and sharing specific proof on how it's benefited them. And then you use that and put that into the marketplace. You will get paid more because at the end of the day, facts tell, stories sell. And people will sometimes question you or be sceptical of you and how great you say your product and service is. Because obviously you would say that because that's your product and service because you're selling it. But when clients and end users and people show real gratitude and proof of how your product has served them and, and made their life better, then that will help you get paid way more, way more. Your clients and your recommendations and your referrals are much better of a salesperson than you could ever be for your product or service. All right, fine. What have we got next then? Oh, by the way, with getting proof and uh, testimonials and case studies, you can ask, by the way. Um, so you can say to some of your clients, hey, I wonder if um, what I've done for you worked for you. Um, would you mind uh, giving me a bit of a recommendation? Could You could ask them for referrals. A lot of people don't want to do that. Oh, I shouldn't have to ask. Well, sometimes you have to ask. I, I, it's all very well sitting there hoping that someone's going to knock on your door and, and ask you out on a date. But sometimes you have to go and ask. OK, the sixth thing you can do to get paid more is to sell your time. Uh, could you charge for your advice? You know, maybe you have a career, a job, but could you also charge for the knowledge you have? Could you set like an, uh, an online resource programme? Um, could you uh, one day in the future get a Facebook supporter programme like I have? Or could you get ad revenue or sponsorship for your podcast and, you know, the, the information that you put out to the world, your experience? Um, could you uh, get a star's Um, feature is sometime in the future? Um, Could you have like a, um, could you coach? You know, so could you charge people £50 an hour, £100 an hour, £500 an hour for your advice? So selling your time over and above the the job or the career that you already have. Um, Now, in Rich Dad Poor Dad, he talks about exchanging time for money. And a lot of people who have read that, like, oh, I'm not going to exchange my time for money. I'm going to create assets and passive income. I'm not going to exchange my time for money. I do both, by the way. Well, why do you have to have one or the other? My keynote speaking fee is £10,000. Uh, and if someone pays that and I like the, the audience and I like what they're about, I'll go and do it. And that is what that really £10,000 an hour is about how I value my time at the moment. Uh, and then they'll come to a time where I don't want to sell my time for £10,000 an hour anymore. So I charge fifty pounds an hour and I will sell my time for that or I'll stop. But um, everyone's got a price. Even billionaires, you know, they have a, a keynote speaking fee. I know someone who wanted thirty grand for a podcast episode with me. So even a billionaire has a value on their time. There's nothing wrong with selling your time, your experience, your knowledge. All right. The seventh thing you can do um, for getting paid more is to sell your knowledge and experience. So you can sell your time as a coach, as a mentor. You could do one to one work, calls, etc. But you could also create your knowledge and experience into information marketing. You could monetize your message. You could have an online course where you've created all the resources. You could have a resource centre where you put your knowledge, your experience, your systems, your templates. Um, And and, and what you've learned over the years, you could create hard assets around that and sell that. And I've been doing that in the form of books. I have a sponsor now for my podcast. I I said for years I wouldn't do that. Then I I said I might with the right sponsor. Now we've got... um, We've got Blinkist, who I love their, their service. So um, they're, they're now paying me more than £500 an episode. I won't do it on all episodes, but it's decent. Um, of course, we've got the Stars program. We've got the Supporter program. Um, I, I started testing and running ads on YouTube, though I turned that off um, for the meanwhile, um, because, you know, I actually don't mind monetizing my message. I've always done it in a trickle-down way. I, I'll just give you hours of content a day. And then you can find my books and find my courses and find my masterminds and find my retreats and find my mentoring and everything else. But as my following has got bigger and bigger, I'm able to change and disrupt uh, and just find new ways to essentially sell my knowledge and experience. Now, I'm going for the high volume, low cost model. So, you know, look, 50 stars is 50 cents. So I need a lot of them to make good money. Um, That's not really why I'm doing it. And supporters program is 349 a month but I have now nearly 2,500 supporters. And as I've always said to you, I will be the trailblazer. I'll be one of the first people in the world to go figure out these programs, be the crash test dummy for LinkedIn on LinkedIn Lives, for Facebook, Facebook supporter, um, for um, Instagram and YouTube and these other platforms and podcasts, etc. for Blinkist, all of, you know um, all of these platforms, Patreon. And then when I've figured out a way to create good value, to get paid well, Um, for you to be able to do it too, then I'll teach you exactly the same. So you following me, listening to my podcast, following my work, giving me stars is going to help me get you out there as an influencer as quick as possible and help you follow these ways to charge more and get paid more for your work. There's nothing wrong with getting paid to monetize your message um, for information marketing, for what you've done your whole life, your knowledge, your experience, your mindset, your skill set, your strategies, your tactics. Why shouldn't you get paid? Uh, And a lot of people are finding a job or a career But when it comes to, you know, being an entrepreneur, they do struggle with that. Uh, And I believe you should get paid fair exchange for the value that you put out there. Now, you can put loads of value out there and wait. And if you do it for long enough and create a big enough following, people will find your products and services and you'll get paid millions. This is how I've done it. Um, But the world is changing now and there's a premium model now. And I think the gap between free and premium is going to widen and widen and widen. And so why shouldn't you take advantage of that? All right. Eight then is you can ask for referrals uh, or, or recommendations. A lot of people, for some reason, don't think to ask referrals or recommendations, um, or they maybe perceive they shouldn't ask. Um, What's wrong with asking? As soon as someone has consumed your product and service and you know is in a state of gratitude and and they love your work, and they're even going out, post about it on social media, or you hear or know that they've completed, go and say, hey, how was the product or service? I have a two-step referral model. So I'll go and get feedback. How was the product service? How was how was I? How are my my staff? How are my team? Um, You know, did did you value it? Is there anything we can do to improve it? And I'll go and get feedback. And then a week later, I'll collate all that feedback uh, and I'll go back and say, hey, look, we've um, improved our product or service based on your feedback. Um, We're always trying to improve our product or service. Do you know anyone who would benefit from maybe three people? And I'd ask for a recommendation or a referral. Now, the quickest revenue with the least fr- friction and the lowest marketing cost comes from happy clients. You know, it comes from people who have benefited from your product and services uh, and it can cost you hundreds or thousands of pounds to acquire a new client. Cost you nothing if you get recommendations and referrals. OK, number nine out of the 12.5 ways to uh, get paid more is to sell more to existing clients. A lot of people are always chasing new clients, spending more on marketing trying to find those people who haven't yet bought from them. When there are hundreds or thousands of really happy customers who've already bought from you, where um, getting that first pound or dollar out of the uh, client is the hardest. There's trust, there's goodwill. Um, So it's also in many ways a bit disrespectful to keep hunting out new clients and not looking after and serving your existing ones. Now, you can go and sell to your existing clients new products or services or an extension of what they've already got, more of what they've already got. Or you can go and help them, serve them, listen to them, Give them more value and then they'll buy more from you. Okay, number 10 of 12.5 ways to get paid more is to increase your conversion. Get better at sales. Get your reduce the friction in your e-commerce sites. You know, test and measure the landing pages, the sales pages, the thank you pages, um, the bounce rates on all of your conversion environments. If you speak to sell your sales conversion, um, you know, if you have. Uh, webinars where you make pitches. If you do telesales calls, if you've got um, marketing out there with conversion environments all the way down the line, i.e., you know you've got um, you've got uh, text ads. Then they click the ad. Then they opt in. Then they the email open rate and then the click through rate and then the conversion rate. And then once they've bought, the conversion rate all the way down the the staircase and the um, The lifetime client value, the um, refund rate that you have, all of these, you track and measure all all these all the way down the line. And if you can increase the conversion by 10 percent on all of those, you might end up doubling your business in a year. Okay, so you want to improve the sales environments, reduce the friction, make it easier for people to buy from you, etc., You know, supermarkets are always testing what products they put with what and where they place them and how to increase the, you know, the average order value. What's what's the average amount that someone spends going into Sainsbury's? And then what's the lifetime client value of someone once they start shopping in Sainsbury's? How much do they spend over their lifetime and how can they get them to spend more And the rewards program and the loyalty program and the discount program and the voucher program? All these things are increasing conversion. Okay, number 11 then is to get feedback. So uh, continue, look, seek continual improvement. Look to ask your clients, your buyers, your clients, um, you know, what can you do better? Your buyers, why they bought, your non-buyers, why they didn't buy, um, you know, the complainants, why they weren't happy. Your staff who stay, why did they stay? Your staff who leave, why did they leave? Do exit interviews. It's absolutely vital to get feedback from everyone. And by the way, this can be hard. Because maybe you don't want to hear critical feedback or maybe you you don't really know where to find them or how to chase them or um, you don't spend enough time doing that because you're trying to sell or create your product or service. But it's absolutely vital. Uh, And um, the more you do that and you you remove your ego and and, and go in the state of gratitude and humility and and you learn from everyone and you ask everyone questions and you ask how you can improve, um, honestly, um, the market will tell you what it wants and needs. It will tell you how much it will pay. It will tell you what products and services make the market feel grateful and buy more and more and refer you. All the feedback is there in the market. You just have to listen. You just have to ask. So you should desire continual improvement, always seeking feedback, uh, always improving your products and services, always looking to grow, always looking to serve better, um, to give more. uh, And you, you will learn what the new products that the market needs that you can create, Therefore, to disrupt, innovate or evolve in your marketplace, to never be irrelevant, to evolve your way through recessions, depressions and market changes, crashes. Um, And for me, um, it's been uh, a mainstay of my business for the last 15 years. And I would say one of the main reasons that we've survived and thrived. And by the way, many of property training companies have struggled this year um, is because we're listening to the market. We're always um, taking feedback. I'm very involved in the communities. I'm reading the comments as I'm doing the lives. I'm reading all of my emails. I'm going into the Facebook groups and asking questions and always doing surveys. Um, Now I don't, you know, sometimes my ego gets um, hit and challenged. You know, we're human beings after all. Sometimes I get feedback and I actually won't agree with it, and I will make a a judgment call. Other times it hurts and it sometimes wounds me, but then I go back and go, hmm, I need to take that on board. Um, If it's one off, maybe I just thank and be grateful. But if it's common and consistent. So all of the courses I've offered, all of the solutions and the services I've provided, um, well, I would say all of them, 90% plus of them have been in response and reaction to the community and the demand, not because I wanted to create them. My book titles are, by, are crowdsourced by, from you. Uh, the podcast content is from what the feedback that you give me of, of the content that you want. Even what I offer in my foundation, I did a, a poll. Do you want me to talk, um, use my foundation to help with mental health? Do you want me to use my foundation to help with financial education? Do you want me to use my, financial, uh, my foundation to help with young entrepreneurship? And I even did a poll and you voted. And I will go with the majority in my communities because to me, that's the lowest friction way to serve you, to give you what you want in, in the greatest way possible. You can't please everyone. Uh, and also to have a product and service that I know is wanted. If I do book title crowdsourcing and polls and I ask you what book you want me to write, And I go with the majority. I know when I launch the book, I'm going to sell the most amount of books that I can. So if you think about it, it's common sense, but common sense isn't too. Okay, and then 12 on 12.5 ways to get paid more. Uh, And that is to innovate, to evolve, to disrupt, to stay relevant, uh, to make sure that you evolve in your marketplace, you grow, you preempt economic cycles and changes and recessions and crashes and technology um, and the needs and wants and desires and pains of your community and your customers and the trends of where the world is going. And um, I really believe if you stay at the forefront of innovation, disruption, evolution, uh, then you will always survive in a recession and a changing market. You will always be at the forefront, the trailblazer for your industry and, and you will never be short of income and um, you know, a great business and a great, great profit margin and scalability. Okay, Uh, and then 12.5. And I'm going to do a summary at the end, by the way, because a lot of people tune in as I'm going. I'm covering 12.5 ways to get paid more. Um, It's actually 13, but that's an unlucky number for some. All right, then. So the final way is to manage your time and your priorities. So some of this is not new to you. I I didn't want it to necessarily be new. I just wanted to teach you what works. Um, But if you're too busy on low value tasks, on admin, if you're getting pulled from pillar to post, if you're overwhelmed, uh, if you're doing what's easy and not what's what's important, Uh, If you're procrastinating, if you're not eating that frog, if you're staying comfortable, then I can tell you all these things and you're not going to um, sell more, make more, earn more and get paid more. So you need to know what your key result areas are, what your income generating tasks are, and you need to spend more time on those. Now, by all all means, donate two hours of your day like I do to give value with no ulterior motive to receive back other than a few stars. Um, uh, you know, without charging, with helping your community. I did calls on Christmas Day. I'll do calls on Boxing Day. Um, I reply to messages and help people every day of the year. I don't need to say that as a way to go, oh, look at me. And people even say they don't know I do that. And they say I should be spending more time talking about that than maybe my products and services. So I take that feedback on board. Um, But you've got to spend your morning when you're not distracted by the world, On key result areas, on income generating tasks, on, you know, the 80-20 principle of the 20% that makes 80% of your money uh, and the best use of your time in that moment. Constantly ask yourself, is this the best use of my time? Is this a key result area? Will this get me closer towards my mission? Will this help me make money? Will this help me get paid more? Okay, so let me summarise then. And if you found this useful. So number one, charge more. Duh. But a lot of people aren't charging enough. Sounds obvious. Are your prices high enough? Number two, charge in the first place. Stop giving all your time for nothing. Start valuing yourself. Self-worth equals net worth. The more you value yourself, uh, the more you can um, charge for your work and your time. Uh, Number three, increase the value proposition. So create a better offer. Add more bonuses. Uh, Add more value. Repackage it. Create fair exchange environment. Serve more. Solve more. Fix more. Um, Help people um, with their pains, their wants, their needs, their desires. Reduce the friction. Increase the ease and the speed at which they can um, get service from you. Number four is to scale up. You might be doing well, but you need more people. You might, if you're local, go national. If you're national, go global. Uh, and so get out there to more people uh, and you will get paid more. Number five is to get proof through testimonials, case studies and client gratitude. Facts tell, stories sell and your um, clients and happy customers will be the best salesperson, even better than you could ever be for your business. Number seven, sell your knowledge and experience, information marketing, monetize your message in all the different platforms that I listed. You can always go back and listen to this podcast, The Money Podcast. Number eight is ask for referrals and recommendations because that's where the lowest friction is, because there's trust implied between people who are your customers and their friends and family and clients who they refer to you. Uh, number nine, sell more to existing customers because they are your lowest cost marketing source. Uh, Number 10 is to increase your conversion across all the conversion environments. Uh, Number 11 is to get continual feedback from your market, your customers, your clients, even the non-buyers, even the complainants, even the refunds, even your critics. Uh, And number 12 is to continue to innovate, to evolve, um, to disrupt in your marketplace. And number, uh, to preempt economic cycles, to jump onto trends early, um, to continually grow and move into new markets where they become relevant. And then finally, manage your time and your priorities and your key resort areas and your income generating tasks. So please vote with your stars. Um, how many stars did you think this content was worth? Give me feedback. Um, if I get a lot of stars, I'll do more content like this. If I don't get any stars, I'll look to just dis- disrupt and change my content. I am here to serve you. I'm, in- I'm reinvesting all of the stars back into the um, building my personal brand and um, helping you um, evolve in our communities and you know, doing better quality live streams and better equipment uh, and, and travelling the world, meeting the ma- amazing guests for my podcasts and testing all these new functions and features. Um, so, um, you you know, I love the stars program because essentially it's a merit-based thing. If you think about it, if you love what I do, you show it with stars. If you don't like what I do, you show it with stars. The more stars, the more I know you love what I do. The more real-time, real-time feedback I get, the more then I can kind of react to that very quickly for you. Uh, so thank you very much for tuning in. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. This is going on the money podcast. Um, so my podcast all about money. Uh, and um, I love you you're awesome have a great day